hoot butt face look up here <laughs> hey you talking to me <laughs> your butt face that's your name it's your christian name make like a butt face and get out of here all right tell me about the thing all right i got a slingshot baby yeah hey the, uh, the buttons on this genuine hardware are a little bit delayed, which is why I was having problems earlier. Oh, messing up your it's just a It's just a little... A little more responsible, responsive on the uh, original hardware that I had when I was a kid. Unlike this original hardware that is uh, not quite as uh, responsive, sure. though. It does come stock inverted. Ugh. There's, I don't think there's a way to turn off the inversion of this. We're we gonna start that again? No, I don't think there is. I, th I remember being terrible, just terrible at this game. I played it anyway, but that was terrible. It was, do you think it was because of the inversion? I, at least partially. I'm not gonna say that it's only, I'm pretty bad at games. If you're, so, if, you know. if you're listening, by the way, we're playing Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on Nintendo 64. Continuing on our quest to waste time in the Ocarina. It's going pretty good, actually. Kill these Skulltolas. Do you say Skulltola or Skulltula? I don't say anything. I say Skull Spider or something. <laughs> I don't say anything. Like, what am I talking to him? <laughs> right? I'm not gonna hang out. Alright. Do you ever get someone texting you and they'll say, like, Hey, I'm in your city. Oh, yeah. And you want to say back to them, Have fun. Enjoy that. I just memed. I saw that in a meme yesterday. A meme is pretty hard. Oh, especially if you if you're back in your hometown, and it's around a holiday or something like that, you get a lot of them. Then like, hey, we're back in such and such town. Are you here too? Like, want to get together? Right. Around whatever holiday, because we're all seeing family. We'll be in town. I'm still friendly with the people that I grew up with, but we don't hang out or anything. We have yeah, and I don't want to see you kind of way. We 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 got our own things going on. Let's not hang out. Let's let's do that. It's just not. Let's just not try to make this happen. That's just getting old, though. That's just how we are. What am I looking at? As we get older. I got a notification on my phone. Dev says Halo is for everyone following harassment video, but that's never been true. What? That all right. Sounds like a pile of garbage. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that. At you don't want to justify that at all. I don't want to. I don't want to devote time to Halo controversy. I wouldn't call it Halo controversy. I think it's always been kind of a controversial topic, though. And I'm talking more about toxic, toxic gaming rather than. Well, that's the yeah, that's the looming cloud kind of over every game community. It feels like. Well, we were talking about pronunciations in Zelda games, and I don't know, man. The the the, the modern Zelda community is a weird place because I don't really engage with it. Do you? I a little bit here and there, yeah. and. People are saying things like Ocarina of Time is overrated, and I go, the game is 23 years old. It's 23 years old and performs admirably to this day, as evidenced by this this that we're doing right now. Do you know how difficult it was to jump for developers to jump from designing a 2D space to designing a 3D space and using that space in an efficient manner? You know, they don't. They don't know because they didn't make the game that's well that's just what gets lost over time is the context for all of this stuff if you didn't grow up playing side-scrolling two-dimensional games and you weren't there to witness the jump it's very easy to forget it you weren't there right you grew up with 3d and so going back to see a primitive 3d isn't all that impressive <laughs> right and and you're not and you shouldn't be faulted for that either. and that's exactly that's to say that like perspective is just perspective but it's something to keep in mind though it's exactly something to keep in mind so i don't fault the younger gamers i'm not super impressed by atari 2600 graphics either 
but I respect what they were doing. I'm gonna pause you real quick and interrupt you a bit. The, the dog that... I have two Great Danes, and they are fickle, fickle creatures. Indeed. And... I don't know. They, they're, they're bigger. They're bigger than Mr. Watson here. A little bit. A little bit bigger. And they can be rather intimidating. And tonight he brought cheese with him. I've he, been bringing cheese. He showed up at my house, and the, the girls start barking like crazy. Because that's just Danes. As they want to do. And he pulls cheese out of his pocket, and instantly... Almost like... Actually, no. Instantly, yeah. they changed their tune. They're like, oh, hang on. You didn't tell me this guy was going to bring cheese. So, uh, the, the, the big black Dane just uh, went up to him and, like, pawed at him for attention. And it, yeah, I didn't I didn't pet her. She rested her head, like, kind of on me for a little bit. And whenever I, you know, didn't engage with her, she, that wasn't good enough. She went for the pause. I always want to bring my dogs to everywhere I go. And I know that that's not really cool most of the time like you can't bring a dog to the theater it's not viable to have two great danes go to the movies with you yet. no but i do have a boxer and she only weighs 60 pounds and i guarantee you that if i showed up to the movie theater with my stella no one would give me a hard time about oh, it that little nope. scoop nose bulldog she would just Face. she oh. would be instantly welcome welcome with open arms don't hit me what's wrong really with you face and her little teeth she's adorable right and it's, it's funny because I'll, I'll bring her to the hardware store with me because that's one of the places you can bring dogs. Um, so yeah, if you're picturing this dog, this dog is a brown, very brown sack of potatoes wearing uh, what looks like a set of, of those plastic vampire fangs. <laughs> but on the bottom of her But mouth. just the bottom. Just the bottom fangs. So that's sticking out of a sack of potatoes is she's, what you're looking at. She's delightful. You know what? We got the Twitter page. We'll put a picture of her on there. We'll put a picture of her. I don't care. She's fantastic. Probably get more likes than anything we've ever put up. But I'm going to be going to the theater soon because I got to go see the new uh, Spider-Man movie. Almost said the new Star Wars movie. I don't know where. I don't know where I was going. You with get that used one. to the being in the cycle of trilogies, and yeah, there's almost always a new Star Wars movie coming out. And this time, these there, days, it's TV shows. This time, there was a Spider-Man trilogy. And Spider-Man trilogies in general. Where do you stand on the past, the Raimi trilogy, the state of the current trilogy, and Andrew Garfield's possibility for having his own trilogy and doing a third one of those? Because there's still a group of fans that calls for that. My opinion follows the popular vote. Sure. Uh, Spider-Man 2 with Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus. One of the best superhero movies ever made. At the pinnacle of Spider-Man and probably the pinnacle of, like you said, Superhero movies, Sp uh, definitely of that era. Uh, then Spider-Man One, because it was, it was amazing to see Spider-Man in a movie. I couldn't believe it that they actually made a Spider-Man movie. It's sort of the a new hope of Spider-Man movies. Like you just, even if it's not your favorite favorite, it's always going to be kind of the the most special. And going going back to watch Spider-Man Three with Topher Grace as Venom is physically painful. I just want to say that tracks too because Empire is also the best of right. Star Wars. It seems to be that way. Robocop 2? Yeah, Robocop. Robocop 2 is pretty great. How many people get shot in the dick in that one? <laughs> I don't know, three or four. Hellraiser 2? Hellraiser 2? You don't even have to watch the first movie. I say with Back to the Future 2. Right, it, it recaps. It recaps. The best movies are sequels comprised of about 30% of the original movies. And the you're best gonna, of both worlds. You're going to get the gist of it. It's going to explain what's going on. That's my hot take for movies. <laughs> it's a pretty good hot take. I think it's a, a well-liked hot take, too. 
I, even if people don't want to really stop to think about it, but yeah, even, yeah, most so, two towers. So you've seen the new Spider-Man movie. It's called uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, and I'm assuming it's called that because it has to do with the multiverse. And I watched the multiverse of madness. I'm completely caught up on no, he actually on Marvel takes, stuff. He takes his uh, he takes his school career seriously for the first time. Kind of in this one, it goes back to that the lab. And so he's working late and basically uh, misses most of the public transportation. And since he's not trying to be Spider-Man, he refuses to, like, swing his web home and, you know, no way home. So he's trying not to be Spider-Man because of, I don't know, should we spoil the last one that came out? Oh, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So, so spoiler alert, if you've not seen Far From Home, uh, I just watched it for the first time. You can rent it for four bucks on Amazon Prime. Just do that. It's four bucks. It's pretty easy. All right. If you're a smoker, you probably spent more than that on cigarettes. So go go rent far from home. Oh, you know what? Send me four bucks and I will run it and then I'll I'll call you and tell you about it. And he'll buy you a pack of smokes too. And you, sh- you can bum one of mine. So I watched the other night and the big reveal at the end is that right before uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio dies, they record some footage of Spider-Man says some stuff, right? Yes. And I guess, like, Mysterio's executive producer, is that how I can describe him? Yeah. Uh, says, I'm going to out Spider-Man. Yeah. Because I can. Now I know who he is. Well, and you've seen the trailer for the for the new movie. It, it, it spoils not, it in the trailer. It's not spoiling it to, yeah. And that's what he has to deal with. And I'm assuming that he deals with that in the movie, right? By not being Spider-Man, he just chooses to be Peter Parker? No, I was just making a No Way Home pun. Oh, I see. That took a long way to get there. <laughs> you did. I was. You got me. You like that? It was pretty good. That's I like that. You gotta kill these egg sacs hanging from the ceiling before they hatch. Not because they're difficult to beat, but because it's an option. And I like that it's an option. Well, without telling you any anything of substance, but I think still to kind of answer your question in a satisfactory way... <laughs> What you've heard is and seen from the trailer is exactly true. It it basically picks up moments after that movie ends. There was one thing spoiled for me in the movie, and the person that spoiled it for me asked me if they could spoil it, which I appreciate. Sure. And I said, "What kind of spoiler is it?" Because there are levels of spoiled. There's plot. There's I mean cameos. There's different. Yeah, there's different categories. This has to do with an unconfirmed cameo. Okay. And he confirmed the cameo. And that's all I'm going to say. Because it might be it might be a big deal for someone to have this spoiled, and I'm not going to do that. Uh, for me, it wasn't a, spo- a spoiler, but it was cool to... I'm excited to see how they do it. He didn't explain how they go into it. He just told me how they spoil it and how it connects uh, things. Yeah, I can neither confirm nor deny anything that happens in the movie. Right. And he says, this character is in it. But I enjoy this movie. And I said, all right, cool. I think they handled everything really well. And I think that it's, honestly, the last few superhero movies that have come out have not been worthy, I don't think, of some of the box office they've gotten. No. And I think this one actually kind of does deserve it. Because I really, I think it does a really good job of the way it kind of does things for, you know, new Spider-Man fans, older Spider-Man fans. Like, it kind of hits everything in a really nice way where... You know, every let's just say it's like it's all aware of itself. It knows right. its place. And the individual that that requested the the spoiler, which I allowed, and I was like, nice when I heard about because I'm like, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
Exactly, and I think he should be. So, um, yeah, exciting Spider-Man. He stuff. said he said Tom Holland is his Spider-Man. No way. That's exactly what he said. He's like he's just that's a product. That he, that's a. And I'm like that's a generational. That's thing a generational because, thing. Because my Spider-Man, if you want to, if you want to call it a like. If there was a My Spider-Man situation, it would be Tobey Maguire, just because that was the first one, the first live-action one I had, and I guess, I guess this guy saw the, uh, come on, uh, Tom Holland movies before the Tobey Maguire movies, so that's probably what it was, more than anything. I, I, I never really latched on to the Tobey Maguire movies that hard, I enjoy them, um, I think My Spider-Man is always, always gonna be the, the 90s cartoon. Oh just, sure. That's the, for me. That's the. That's just the best Spider-Man. He's got a great voice. He does such a great job of acting as Peter Parker. And you better touch that dog. I'm gonna pet this dog. You better touch that dog. I'm gonna pet this dog. Um, no, I love it too because I go back and rewatch the. They have Spider-Man '90s and X-Men '90s. I'll just call them yeah. that on Disney Plus and. Which we're gonna talk about more of the X-Men coming up soon because. Yeah. You know what they're doing? No, huh? Oh, we'll talk about that after all this. Right, all Go. right. So, uh, rewatching Spider-Man the '90s cartoon, it just starts, man. It's so out of order, and I don't know why it's they like did a that. Soap opera. It's crazy because they just yeah, give you random you just episod- you, episodic parts of. You're in it, and you got to figure out kind of where things are. They're all labeling everything crazy, right? As, yeah. Oh, I always thought I was cr- like I thought I just missed half of the time when they aired it. Whenever I was a kid, right? I, you were completely confused. You weren't week, sure what was going on. Week to week, I'd swear I was watching it in order, but it was it was always. You're this like, week wait a second. Part I thought three, he was fighting lizard, and, not hydro. And then next week, it's a completely different. It's part two of another story, and I'm like, well, this doesn't link up at all. And what? It, did they resolve that one last week? No, it's left on another cliffhanger. You're like, no, they didn't resolve anything. It couldn't be the to be continued they mentioned. This could, this, and then you get sucked into that, and you never get... And years later, you would find out that they did that on purpose, so that way they could release their uh, straight-to-VHS things. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed my chance. i got to fight her little babies Which now. Which I have with the sweet black suit cover. Yeah, it's awesome. But you realize later on, you're like, okay, so it was a cash grab. It's all a cash grab. Everything's a cash grab, baby. That's why Sony still retains the rights to Spider-Man. They're like, I'd like some more cash, please. Thank you. That's why I had to rent the, uh, I think I beat the first boss just now. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. Take that, Queen Goma. So, hats off to you, 90s Spider-Man. Look forward to us talking about the 90s X-Men cartoon that they are going to do a sequel to. Called, I believe, X Men '97. You're blowing my rider. I didn't know about this. Ah, it's gonna be so good. That makes me happy. Disney Plus, baby. Yeah, right. Disney owning everything is not always a bad thing. It's just usually a bad thing. It's a bad thing for people like us. That's a great. <laughs> but then, but then every now and then, every now and then, we're not always bad, except when we're bad. Disney does bad things, reminding us they own everything, and then they're like, "You want some." You want some X-Men from the 90s? And you're like, I mean, yeah. Yes, Daddy, like, put it in my content hole. Take it. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, he showed me a picture of Wolverine, like, fondly. It's that re- meme. Fond- You've seen it. Yeah, you know the meme. He's, He's in bed. Caressing a- his picture of Cyclops. <laughs> and it was a picture of Cyclops. I know that you might remember it wrongly that it was a picture of Jean Grey. It's a real Berenstain, Berenstein situation. Now I have yet more to tell you. Wouldst thou listen? No, we're talking about X-Men, all right? We're talking X. 
Man. So while the great Dakutri explains the origin of Hyrule, we're going to talk about X-Men. I think that's that's a good idea. And I like where we, we talked about in the last episode about the Spider-Man 90s cartoon and how it just kind of like, it just kind of throws you into it and you're like, all right, what, what's happening? There was another series that was equally guilty. Yeah, but I like the way it did it better, though. Like, I liked the way X-Men 90s threw you into it. You could do because, anything after that theme song. I don't care. It's, right? I'm amped. I'm in. It starts out with what I would say is one of the weaker X-Men, Jubilee. Yeah, but it, it gives you... But yeah. she serves a very important purpose. Yeah. She does a really good job of introducing us to the X-Men that, uh, at, at by this point in the universe, so to speak, the X-Men are well-established. They have costumes. They have been on missions together. They have mm-hmm. they have their airplane and everything. Beast has fully become Blue Beast now. Well, once upon a time, children, not everything was an origin story. No. If anything, this was just a picking up where the comic kind of left off. Yeah. And I like that. That's cool. And then, it, yeah, didn't it basically just do a combination of kind of running alongside it and retelling some classic stories? Yes, and that was Jubilee's purpose in the beginning, was kind of like, all right, here's the introduction to Jubilee. She bridged it. Yeah, she was the, the, the transition to animated X-Men cartoon. Mm-hmm. Not super cheesy either. By today's standards, it's kind of cheesy, but back then, it was, like, pretty intense. I mean, they... They were spoiler, trying to do something. Spoiler alert, in the first three episodes, there's a main character death. Hell Yeah. And it's Morph, who... I never really understood why Wolverine has such an attachment to Morph. I think Wolverine has this attachment to the X-Men in general. I never understood why Morph always looked so sick and sweaty. He's just nasty. He's and just he's, greasy looking. Let me hear your best Morph laugh. No, it, it creeps me out. <laughs> oh. I can't do it. It's not... It's it's weird, man. Yeah, it's that, it's that evil, like... Shudder laugh. He's got kind of a Gilbert Godfrey thing going a on. A bit of a, a good bit of kind a of looks like Gilbert Godfrey too. Yeah, like did they mo- did they model morph after Gilbert Godfrey? <laughs> to answer yes, press one. <laughs> to answer to answer maybe, uh, click fast forward. Wait, no, don't do that. We we want to just we wanna... take a minute to take a minute to Google it and put them side by side and. You'll see it. There are so many X-Men characters, man, because I love that the the, the whole idea of, of mutants is that there are thousands and, and millions of mutants in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And there are different levels of the mutants, and some of them are more threatening than others. And how they're not all cool, man. They're not all Storm. Some some mutants, there was just a guy that looked kind of like a chicken. And what a bummer. That was his mutant power. He didn't have any mutant powers. I think he <laughs> might have had a mutant power. You know what I'm talking Are you looking him up right now? No, I'm not looking him up. I'm looking up one that you reminded me of. Are you looking up stre- uh, Stretchy Skin Guy? No, I'm looking up Forget Me Not. Uh, let's hear. Tell me about Forget Me Not. So, Forget Me Not is <laughs> the dumbest thing ever. He's the mutant that no one ever remembers. Oh. Oh, that's so that's sucks. his literal power. Is So, despite helping the X-Men and X-Force for years, you... You do not know, like, he's not in any of the stories, he's in no one's memories. I think what his deal is, is essentially once he leaves your eyesight, you forget him. Oh, wow. So he only exists for the time that you can see him, for all intents and purposes. Yeah, some of the powers, they're just kind of sad. And I think that's what's, it's, it's kind of tragic if you're a mutant. Sometimes. Sometimes it's awesome. Sometimes you're Storm. Storm's just got the best powers on the planet. They don't make her look weird, right? She doesn't have blue skin or nothing like that. Right, right. She doesn't have a forked tail. No, she just gets the white eye thing when she's actively like using her powers. Other than that, she's just an, a normal-looking woman. She's just this uh, 
fantastic person who is super kind and can control the weather. Okay, you can hide that pretty well, right? You're not going to get persecuted. But her big thing was you shouldn't have to hide it, regardless of what your mutation was. And that's kind of why I liked the show, because it, it kind of turned me into the person I am today. And the way that I kind of view others. And that was the goal of the whole mutant thing, was that it was just an allegory for... I mean, you could put it on whatever you want. Diversity, you Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, any group against any other group. Right. It works. And it kind of, it worked for me anyway. And, uh... I think it worked for a lot of us of that generation that came sure. up watching those, those same kind of gargoyles lessons and spider-man and x-men and batman they all had pretty strong moral codes and it wasn't just the parents groups of the time making sure that all the guns were laser guns instead of bullets that which they were it. that didn't they were anything. laser guns you know what worked was a lot of producers willing to tell more adult well-rounded stories and right. trusting that kids could understand so when they went ahead and gave Mr. Freeze a sympathetic backstory, for instance, in the animated series, that wasn't viewed as a bad thing. They didn't, kids weren't going to get confused. They know he's still the villain, quote-unquote. But to make it a more three-dimensional story... I it's okay to empathize wonders. with people that do wrong things. Exactly. It's not a bad thing to, to think, to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Yeah, and sometimes say, it's Well, about what I do, hopefully you do the right thing. Unfortunately, this character didn't. And maybe you can learn from that a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, sometimes like, it's about fighting polar bears and using the cold gun, and sometimes it's about empathy. I watched uh, Batman Sub-Zero recently, mm -hmm. and it does, a, it does a good job as far as standalone animated Batman movie, but you could tell they were really trying to capture the magic of Mask of the Phantasm, and it didn't quite, it didn't quite get there. Well, that's, I think, mostly because, though... Mask of the Phantasm is that good. It's dude, it's incredible. It's so good. What did you think when they brought Mr. Freeze back in the animated series and he was working for that crazy uh Walt Disney stand in? Oh. Remember that guy who wanted to cryogenically freeze himself and create that like city? I remember the whole thing was just a joke about Walt Disney. Yeah, the whole thing was... The whole thing was, was a, just a jab at Walt Disney. Well, it was just a good excuse to bring him... To bring back Mr. Freeze without kind of the wife story stuff getting in the way. He was just there to... Mr. Freeze has other motivations. He Well, he it's still the wife, but like they could focus on the other guy's plan. I got you. It didn't yeah, have to be I as understand. much about Mr. Freeze. But Mr. Freeze still, was a placeholder for their jab at Walt but Disney. But still get all the good cold gun stuff. We made it to Hyrule Field, everyone. That one, and I just watched the... Uh, all these references you don't put together as a child. I was watching one episode where Batman gets stolen from. So they not Batman himself, but someone they, kidnaps Batman. No, they rob. Okay, Bruce, I was like, you can't kidnap Batman. They rob Bruce Wayne. Hang on, real quick. Research and development. Who <laughs> hoot? Butt face. Look up here. <laughs> hey, you talking to me? <laughs> your butt face. That's your name. It's your Christian name. Make like a butt face and get out of here. All right, tell me about the thing. So, Bruce Wayne... Whoa, that was fast. <laughs> ...has a research and development room at Wayne Enterprises. Where he keeps Lucius Fox. Where he and keeps he's not, Lucius Fox. He's not allowed to leave. Get back in your hole, Lucius. So this... And I'm not... Not lying. Sentient briefcase. <laughs> okay. No, it's a, ro it's a robot briefcase. A robot... <laughs> 
But uh, it, no, I like sentient it briefcase has, like, better. It has, like, you don't see what's controlling what's it. What's going on with that briefcase over you there? You just kind of assume it's a drone. Or, it's a learning computer. Or it has a limited function because what it essentially does is it breaks into the vault, takes these expensive chips that they've been developing, and then goes up to the roof and launches a rocket. Did so the briefcase have the chips skin? away? Was the, was the no, briefcase it, a Terminator? It just looked like a briefcase. That So a lady comes in, drops the briefcase, leaves, and then later the briefcase gets up and does its thing. Gotcha. That is all to say, what it leads to is a big artificial intelligence that takes up like an entire huge room, by oh. the way, because it's old school computer rules. Yeah. It's got to be a giant room-sized IBM model 1955 computer. That's great. But that is basically trying to replace everybody in Batman's life with robots that look like them. How'd it go? It goes exactly like a Blade Runner parody. Oh. No. <laughs> down to the guy who created the artificial intelligence looks exactly like the designer from Blade Runner. The guy in the the guy in the thing that like the little the freezer or whatever? No, the guy with all the little toys. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. Has this it might be the same voice actor even. It's been a hot minute since like he's, I've seen Blade Runner. He's modeled after him, he has the same mannerisms, and he's like the original designer of the AI. Oh. He doesn't know what the AI's been up to though, because it wants to basically take all all the competition and you know, replicate everything. It's a two-parter. Oh, okay. Good. Dude, the two-parters were great. Hardest Steel is the episode. I watched uh, recently because it's all it's all of it's on HBO Max. You can find the resolution to that episode, by the way, in 1993. Oh, and by the way, there's no... Or HBO Max. You know how we're explaining in the Spider-Man series and the X-Men series about mm -hmm. how it just kind of starts? Batman was the same way. Batman just kind of started. Was well, it the Joker episode to start things off? I forget. No, it was... No, it was on Leathery Wings. That's right. It was uh, Man Bat. Man Bat, which First? they bring back a couple of times. Oh, what a cool character. I had a big... Must have been at least like a... Probably like a 12-inch Man Bat figure. Oh, cool. And I remember he had like bends in his little elbows so you could make him like flap his wings. Right. And you could bend his little, like his foot with those big, they're like gargoyle feet. You know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. stood on the two toes with the big claw in the back. I'm pretty sure you and I had the same action figure. Yeah. It was a great action figure. The action figures that I had when I was a kid from Batman were, oh, here, I gotta tell the thing about the episode I watched, though. Do it. Uh, I watched the two-parter Two-Face uh, thing. Oh, yeah. And it's some of the best television I've ever seen. It's I'm so not good. even just like saying that for oh it was for the time. No, it's just good. It's just good stuff. We're man. not getting a piece of any of the streaming that they like nothing. We just we just we're just out here telling the truth about Batman. Ain't nobody paying us, baby. <laughs> no, this, this, this is love of the game. We have I've lost hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I have on this podcast. I have so I thought you were gonna say on Batman products. Oh, I, I've also lost hundreds of dollars on Batman products as well. I have easily a uh, hundred dollars worth of Batman Blu-rays. Easy, right? So that's just the, that's literally just the two animated series box set of Batman and Batman Beyond. The uh, the anime uh, the uh, action figures that I had when I was a kid were from Take That Superman and Justice League. Oh, you're a smart kid. Good luck then. Who? I'm still bitter that they veered off and did all the Superman stuff and blah, blah, blah. I don't care Wait, if it was what? the same style on as what? Batman. Oh, right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like Superman, do you? I don't like Superman. He's a little corny white bread 
Milk toast <laughs> piece of garbage. Milk toast piece of piece. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know, garbage are feel. You're giving me a real hard time. I don't. I don't care. I'm, this is a, this is a family friendly. I can't do the actual what I wanted to say it's there. It's not that family friendly. We can put the explicit filter on. Yeah, I suppose we could put the warning. Slap that warning label. I'm on. not. So this is this is weird. But uh, we're gonna get to action figures. We'll come back to why I can't curse on the podcast in a little bit. Um. Just say it's your background on radio. It's fine. That's what it is. That's it's fine. That's all it is. You just feel more comfortable than Eddie's in a certain persona. It's it's good. When when a mic's hot, I feel mm-hmm. like I can't curse. It's weird. Well, it's best just to not get into the habit of replacing all of your words with cursing anyway. Right. And I got really good at pausing rather than just dropping sentence. an F-bomb. Mm. And getting a fine of $100,000 from the FCC. Fuck, that's a big fine. Because <laughs> they will do that, man. They will they will, they will, will shut you down in a heartbeat. Sure. Um, that's Howard Stern. The action figures I had when I was a kid were from the movie Batmans. Oh, yeah. Those and awesome. I had, so I would say I was, when did, when did Batman Returns come out? 93? Batman Returns? 91. Oh, jeez. 89 and 91. All right. Well, they oh, were still, movies, they were still pumping out toys when I was like in kindergarten, first grade. And I remember that there was like, it was like a Michael Keaton action figure. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> Just to think about now. He had, uh, his outfit was a black outfit with like red stripes going across it. And, and I know I, I remember it so well. And you put the Batman costume over that. So the, the action figure that you got was an action figure of Michael Keaton was with a, a separate was a Michael Keaton dress up doll. That's what you had. Basically, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I had. Now I want to know if there's if there's a Michael Keaton vulture action figure now. Well, I don't know. Modeled off of present day Keaton, and could you then put it side by side with the old Keaton action figure? Michael Keaton was in the trailer for the new Spider-Man movie, wasn't he? Uh, I remember seeing him in the trailer. I don't... Otherwise, I wouldn't have brought it up because I haven't seen the movie. I don't think so. Oh, really? All right. No. Spoiler alert. You don't know? You shrugged your shoulder? He's shrugging his shoulders at me, folks. He doesn't know. Uh, you we don't can't know talk nothing. about it. This butt face don't know. Look at her hands. No, she just not. got She just got mitts. Pimpkin had that in Batman Returns. He just had he just had flippers, right? I like her Kyle Brofloski style hat hair. <laughs> it's just kind of like on there. It looks like his hat with the front. Yeah, they, they did what they could. I got a weird egg. Oh, you got one weird egg, baby. I gotta wait till morning, too, for it to hatch. Oh, jeez. So we're gonna run around and talk about Batman in the meantime. Oh, absolutely. We're because I am always down for that. My first introduction to the Penguin was Batman Returns. And so, in the animated series, I think they made him kind of penguin-like, right? They gave him penguin features. Absolutely. He he, he had the, the flipper hands and everything. Mm-hmm. And then in more recent iterations of the penguin, he's just a guy that... He's just a little fat guy. Remotely looks like a penguin. He's just a little fat guy. They call him penguin because he's a little fat guy. They modeled him off, off an egg, whereas they used to model him off the penguin itself. Right, the actual penguin. And they had the little flippers thing, and I gotta tell you, Danny DeVito, you knocked it out of the park. Oh, Danny DeVito killed it. Killed it. And then, I, he, I, then he bit that guy in the nose. I have a good um, little Batman action figure anecdote we can end on. Alright, let's hear it. So, whenever I was a child, um, you're familiar with the concept of, like, the, the treat or prize bucket that they have at some, like, dentist's and doctor's offices and things like that. You did good. Here's a sucker. Yeah, they do that kind of thing, or it'll be, like, a little prize, like, a little puzzle or something like that. You got a root canal. 
So whenever I here's was, a sticker. So whenever I was a kid, yeah, I would go and get uh, dental cleanings and checkups and stuff like that. Uh, how very middle class of you. And my parents <laughs> reward rewarded me by taking me to Walmart, and then I would get to pick out a Batman action figure. You had a pretty cool childhood. This sounds great. This so is, this is Batman, not how my life went. It was like once every six months there was a new Batman in town. Okay. So you remember in the '90s when they went hard with like. If there was a theme, there was a Batman. Oh, right. There was an ice Batman. There was a glider Batman. There was a fire Batman. Yeah. There was a Captain Planet Batman. And then they started releasing the movies, too. So there were even those, like, the one, the Robin that looked like Chris O'Donnell. (laughs) (laughs) They had had little tiny... uh, Like, I had that. I had the light-up motorcycle, the Robin cycle. Oh, wow. That you could switch on, and it was translucent red plastic, so it would, like, flash and light up. Yeah. And then you had the little Chris O'Donnell that you put on top of it. And he had little tiny bat nipples. And he had little nipples. Little nipples. Did they put the nipples on the action figure? So those are some of my, yeah, those are some of my fond bat toy memories. Okay. And I remember that that Kevin Smith anecdote where he talks about uh, Batman merchandising. And he says that the guy measured kids' households in how many Batman they had. Wow. So he says the average kid has... 2.5 2.5 Batmans. <laughs> I probably didn't have like, to ra- like his whole job was to try to raise those numbers. So I think like yeah, I was that kid. Like I raised the average probably on the whole block. Does the Michael Keaton figure count as 0.5 Batman? Well, now that I'm thinking about it, why did I always choose Batman? Like there were lots of other action figures. I probably could have built up like the whole Jurassic Park playset or something. No, just 30 Batman. <laughs> I mean, Batman's awesome. That's why Batman's the man. I had one that had this whole like. It was gray plastic meant to look like metal, and you just put it down over Batman, and then you could press a button and wings would flip out. That's dope. And it looked sharp, like sharp metal on each side. Like, now it probably would come out too fast and be too pointy, and they wouldn't even let them do it. But right. If I find a picture of that on eBay or something, I'll, I'll put it up. You know what we're going to do next time? We're going to look up all of the Batman action we're, figures. We're just going to drool over a legion of Batman. All right, this guy's awake now, so we'll see you next time.